I I think that there was something in that city that was drawn to that and that wanted to latch on to that. We've talked about, you know, demonic oppression, uh, infestation, oppression, and possession. I think they've got a good amount of infestation, whether it's demonic or not. I think they've got a good amount. They've got a good amount of infestation. In this week's episode of Studies in Shadow, Noah and I sit down to record in the same room for the first time since season one. We share our future plans for the show, and I share my off-putting experience in Jerome, Arizona. From bards and brawlers, this is Studies in Shadow. Know what you fear. and welcome back to Studies in Shadow. I am your host, Jack Rogers, and as always, I am joined by my spicy co-host, Noah Bazoos. Say hi. So spicy. It's been so long and so happy to be back, finally. Goodness gracious. Yeah, d- definitely a lot has happened since our last episode. When was our last episode? I don't even know what number episode this is. Hold on, I'm going to go to our SoundCloud really quick. Don't judge me. It has. It's been months. It has been. Lupophobia was. No, that wasn't it. Yeah, it was Lupophobia was our last episode. And that was in. Oh, dear. When was that? March 3rd was when the episode came out. Was when it came out. Okay. That's not terrible. Yeah. (laughs) It's not terrible. It's just been four months. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, uh. Basically, a lot has happened since then. Uh, since our last episode, I got engaged. And then I moved back to Rexburg, Idaho for school. Noah as well. And then I got married. <laughs> so between getting engaged, moving, getting married, and like school, work, new job, all that stuff. It's been a lot. So we really appreciate y'all's patience. We're definitely going to be better now about recording once we've started back up. It's not like we didn't want to because we consistently brought it up and talked about it. But as Jack pointed out, COVID made everything really obnoxious. And the fact that we lived hundreds of miles apart between California and Arizona and then you know, engagements, weddings, all kinds of things, school, jobs, internships, life. Just everything coming back, and especially, like I said, with COVID and things kind of getting sometimes stricter, sometimes more loose. Yeah, it's just kind of kind of crazy. So, Yeah, but we appreciate the patience, and we're excited to bring you new content. We already have some stuff in the works, but uh, something I wanted to share with you guys was a really nifty and creepy experience I had in Jerome, Arizona. Now, some of you might remember when I brought up Jerome in our haunted tour episode about Arizona, and I can't remember the state that you did, Noah. I can't remember. It might have been California. It very much might have been. 
But I flew Emma, my fiance. Actually, she wasn't she wasn't my fiance at the time. Um, by the way, for those of you who don't know Emma, if you remember way back in season two, the story about the knocking in the walls in Finland, I said my good friend Emma read the story and she was the one who read that story in that episode. Um, a little bit more than a good friend. She was actually the love of my life. Married now. And we're married now. She's in the other room. <laughs> um, and so that's that's who I'm talking about when I say Emma. I flew Emma out over Valentine's Day. And we had just such a great time over like a time period of five days. And one of the things we did was we did a day trip to Jerome. Couple highlights from Jerome, I from the A Haunted Tour episode, I mentioned that it was the wickedest city in the West, or wickedest, wickedest city west of the Mississippi. That's kind of a tongue twister. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also have the Jerome Grand Hotel that is really haunted. They had uh, the elevator technician who was crushed under the elevator. We you had a couple suicides over there, and then it was just a very interesting place to live. The brothel, I think, burned down like three times, three or four times. It was a mining town. And by the way, the whole city just slides down the mountain. Like there were constant landslides and buildings would just slide down and crumble the prison is one of those buildings so you can actually see the ruins if you go there if i'm remembering correctly uh because we did see some ruins they have a really neat copper museum because it's a mining town and emma and i went it was a very overcast cold day and i was a dumb dumb because i looked up the weather for my area but not for jerome and so it was 85 where I was, but Jerome is three hours away and up in the mountains. So we were cold and then it started to rain. But despite that, we were just having a great time walking around, going inside different places. They have a, a lot of really cool like artsy shops. Like they have the biggest kaleidoscope shop. And that was really interesting. They had a lot of metalworking stuff, obviously. I bought Emma a Kladach ring, which is an Irish ring for like relationships. Depending on how you wear it, it indicates whether you're single, engaged, no, single, taken, engaged, or married, depending on which finger and which direction you wear it. And so Emma and I were just having a great time. There was a turning point, however, uh, where it felt almost as if all color had been drained from everything. And that point came actually, not while we were inside the kaleidoscope shop towards the end of the day. By the way, everything closes at five. So it's like 4.30, things are starting to calm down, but not a crazy amount. So we're just kind of making the final rounds through a couple shops and we're in the kaleidoscope shop and I pinpointed the exact moment the things started to feel a little off as when we went out the back of the kaleidoscope shop and they had a lot of really cool 
metal sculptures, you know, cut cut sheets of metal that were positioned to be really cool little things. They had like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, motorcycles, a lot of really cool chimes. It was really, really nifty. But that's when things started to feel a little weird. I didn't know if I was tired if or, or if it was something else. But basically, we walked out the front of the kaleidoscope shop and something just felt very strange. Uh, if I could describe it, I would say that it was like Uncanny Valley. Do you know about Uncanny Valley? It's a really good, it's a really good way to explain it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Better than, yeah. So a lot of times when you see something that's really human-like, but you can tell that it's not human, like it's just human enough to be unsettling, but you just have like instinctual red flags that go off in your head that just make you feel unsettled. Essentially, we got Uncanny Valley for the entirety of Jerome. We looked around, there were cars passing everywhere. There were still dozens of people walking about, but it was, it felt like none of it was actually there. And that's a really, really weird feeling. Another way that I described it was that it was as if there was some sort of energy that was trying to convince us that everything was normal and everything was okay. And that is something that just made us feel worse. When someone's trying to assure you that, hey, no, it's fine. Look around. Everything's normal. Stay a while. You just want to leave even faster because uh, why, why is something trying to make me to stay? Yeah. Why is something trying to make me stay? I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like being enticed into stay when I can feel it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's essentially what we were feeling. And then I got a really, really scary feeling. And I didn't bring it up with Emma um, until later when we were driving back. But basically, we were walking and all these feelings are hitting me. And I just I turned to Emma. I'm like, I feel a little creeped out. And she says, I feel the exact same thing. And I said, do you want to go? She said, yes. So. I, I take her arm in mine and we turn and we start heading towards the car. And that is when I get the really scary feeling that we are being like watched or followed or stalked, but not me. I felt, I felt like I wasn't in, I didn't feel like I was in danger. I felt like something was following Emma and that I needed to keep her really close by. And just like not let go of her because something was following, not me, but her. And that was really scary. So all of a sudden I just felt the really strong urge to like protect her. And so I take her arm in mind and I kind of hustle as soon as I get that feeling. And we get to the car and we kind of just, we kind of just tear out of there. And we haven't talked at this point a ton about what we were feeling, but as we made it out of Jerome and I kind of just turned on some uplifting music, just like normal music, because it felt as if color had been drained from the world and that we needed to restore that again. Played some Pharrell Williams. Yes, exactly. Uh, so 
but then as we're as we're driving down the mountain as and as we get a good distance away from Jerome and I I feel like okay we're 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 okay now we're safe I ask Emma okay so what was it exactly that you were feeling and she said I felt like I was being stalked like someone or something was after me and I just about crashed the car not actually but my heart dropped because it's one thing when you have a feeling about something it's another when somebody without uh leading leading their answer on confirms exactly what you were thinking or feeling that's especially in the realm of the the supernatural and the paranormal that is a really conf confirming thing is that how i can say that that really confirms any experience when you have the exact same experience as somebody else not even like i felt like i was being stalked and she felt like she was being stalked i felt like she was being stalked and she felt like she was being stalked and so obviously there was uh, i like to think so there was something after her or someone but there was also something telling me just to protect her. Some divine intervention almost. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to say like the exact words that popped into my head that like tipped me off to like something was really wrong. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of personal, but it's freaky and it was a very scary experience. Um, we listened to my favorite paranormal podcast on the way up spooked. And we did not listen to it on the way back because we were, <laughs> we were scared. We were drained. You were priming yourself for a bad day. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, okay. I, I love you, stuff like that. If you that, were going though. to be scared, I guess, and you listened to it beforehand, I guess that makes sense. I was going more just to learn about it and to like okay. see the places. We visited the hotel. Mm-hmm. There's a guest book. There's a guest book where people write down their experiences because they're, mm-hmm they're encouraged to share their experience. So Emma and I just sat in the lobby for like 15 minutes and just flipped through these experiences. They're really, really cool. Um, would I go there again? Yes. But I would be hesitant to bring Emma. Bring me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because I don't know what's there. Uh, so Emma is a really amazing, amazing person with just like such a light and life just about her and around her. She's just got this. I'm sure I don't know anything about auras, but if Emma had an aura, it would be like the most positive, uplifting color. When she walks into a room, it just brightens everyone's day. I I think that there was something in that city that was drawn to that and that wanted to latch on to that. We've talked about, you know, demonic oppression, uh, infestation, oppression, and possession. I think they've got a good amount of infestation, whether it's demonic or not. I think they've got a good, they've got a good amount of infestation. Um, I think they get, they get a good deal out of latching onto tourists who come through and just kind of feeding off of their feeding off of, I guess you could say like energy, like aura or life force, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't know really anything about 
that kind of stuff. This is sounding like some Shining level stuff now. <laughs> the Shining? Yeah, it's sounding like the Shining. I mean, yeah. Uh, I need. I want to go to the Stanley Hotel, but I'm afraid of what would happen I there. I would be so down to do that. I one of the things that I just think about this as well is like whether it was like, whether it was like a supernatural force or it was like a physical person who was like a very like a dark person or someone who was mm. just like I don't want to say criminal, but just like somebody who has like I don't know how else to phrase like a very dark persona almost mm-hmm. could like I don't know when you see somebody, I feel like everybody can like recognize when somebody positives around them and maybe somebody was being influenced by like, whether it was a supernatural force or something kind of evil and they just kind of, whether it was saw Emma or like maybe walked past you at one point and like felt that positivity and just was kind of like, I want, whether mm-hmm. it was like a physical person or it was like a, like a, like a spiritual soul being. vampire. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And it was it was a really scary experience. I remember we called you on the way on back. the way back. Yeah, and you thought that we got engaged. That was really funny. You I said called. I got something really important. I'm to like tell I've you. got I'm like I've got I've got a fun story for you, Noah. I was like you're engaged. He's like oh my gosh, I think I know what happened. And I was like no no Noah, we're not <laughs> we're not engaged. I'm yet. sorry, I was on the positive side of nothing. Dude, I wish. <laughs> But uh, it's okay. We got engaged shortly thereafter. But it was it was so interesting. I haven't had an experience like that in a very long time. I would compare it to my experience at the gully. Oh. I mean, if that's you... That's a long... That's a, that's a throwback from a long time ago that you're bringing, Yeah. That was like first few episodes you brought that up. No. Did you not bring The Vine up? Place. No, I know, but like that's a while ago. Yeah, it's a while ago. Yeah. Just not the first few episodes. Yeah, the Vine Place, I think, is the episode where we talk because it was another personal story episode. Yeah. Uh, but you look at the patterns. There's that feeling of like being watched, like something's stalking you, and then there's that feeling of color being drained from the world, and just things aren't okay. And mind you. My cousins and I were fairly young at the time, but we could still feel that. And we still hauled A all the way back up that dirt hill as it was raining and back to my grandma's house. And things just felt different after that. We felt like something had latched onto us and taken the color. And everything was just darker for the rest of that day. And even... even while I was in the presence of Emma, like the most light bringing person I know while in Jerome, it felt dark and void of color. And I keep saying that phrase. It might be annoying some of you guys, but just void of color, like all the color had been sucked from the world. That is how I can describe it though. Like visibly, there's not really another way I can describe the, the physical visible feeling and atmosphere that you got in a situation like that. So, but pardon my unoriginality in needing to repeat myself of that same phrase, but that's, that's the one thing that comes to mind every time when I try to describe that. Just imagine going to like a phone filter and you can like make it more mute the colors. Yeah. Saturation. Like saturation levels. Yeah. yeah. Cut, cut down on all I'm the saturation. Like imagining like, I'm imagining like my home right now, but like the colors being like more, you know, muted until they're like almost gone. I'm like, yeah. I can picture that. Yeah. Imagine like the giver. Right, oh, the that's movie. A good one. That's a good reference, yeah. Like 
color's kind of there, but not. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's what I would compare it to. So that is that's that's our experience at Jerome. And I've wanted to share that on the podcast ever since I had that experience. <laughs> but this is the first opportunity I've had to do so. No, that's, I have nothing to add to that. That's a really yeah. good story. No. It, I was very surprised when that happened. I think I was on the phone. I was like, pray. <laughs> Don't go back. Yeah, I we prayed. Like, I think we prayed yeah. before we left. Like yeah. we got in the car and we said a prayer. Mm -hmm. Because I would have been booking it before I started praying. I was like, <laughs> we're putting it in drive and we're going. <laughs> That's I can't remember when exactly we prayed, but it was it was it was shortly thereafter mm -hmm. because uh, we wanted to hightail it. Mm -hmm. Just get back to the car and leave is like is like the, the instinct that I got. Get out of there. It's it's not about your safety. It's about her safety. So you just need to leave. And so, yeah, I'm just imagining like I, I'm thinking back to that day that you told me this and just my own personal like remembering of like stories I hear. And I'm sure you and everybody else have heard these kind of stories where it's like whatever, whatever you believe in, whatever you don't believe in or your personal opinions of certain things, people recognize when they're kind of getting that almost that almost kind of like warning signs. Yeah. And it's important to recognize them because maybe it's not going to be obvious every time where the danger is, but sometimes maybe it's quiet. Sometimes maybe it's loud, like with what you've had, but people, you got to pay attention to like those danger signs. Cause it, like I said, it doesn't matter like your beliefs, your creeds, anything like that. Like you can feel it like you as like a person, you as like your own spiritual being, you can feel when there's danger coming. So to it don't ignore it for your safety and potential engagement fiancés slash future wife <laughs> slash future wife yeah and uh emma emma can tell you this she i i described her kind of before as like did i call her a beacon mm -hmm. yeah i'd say she's like a, a beacon for stuff like that because i personally don't have a ton of stories about the supernatural and the paranormal emma has a ton like a ton that are terrifying like the ones where she would tell me and i would be afraid to go to sleep that night i don't think i've heard these i don't know if i don't i don't know if i want to oh they're good but i probably should hear them <laughs> you should hear them and maybe maybe someday i'll bring her on to tell some of her stories because they're just so incredible and she warned me before we got married she's like i mean this stuff happens to me a lot and uh, so just brace yourself because you might kind of experience secondhand. Prepare that. for that danger. And I don't, I, some people might be like, oh, it's because she's got like demon inside of her. No, I think it's because positive people are like people with that kind of light are almost attacked more, I would say. Well, lights attract bugs. Just that's like any light. Yeah. That's facts. That's facts. Bugs right life, the ending. Just that's Ex exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I, I need to I need to bring her on sometime and she can tell a story if she feels comfortable doing so. She's she's a wonderful storyteller and is it orator? Orator, yeah. Orator. Mm -hmm. Um she's great. And you can already you already know that she's got like a great reading voice because she's already read a story for the show. Uh I, I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to that. 
Emma actually said that she had an experience very similar to that. So she said that story kind of hit home mm. reading it because she was like, oh, man, I kind <laughs> of I've kind of gone through this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd feel good about that. If someone was like, oh, I recognize your stories, guys. I've gone through that. I'm like, oh, you poor people. Uh, You've had some really weird stories on this podcast. Thankfully, in our 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 almost month of marriage in like two days, um, I haven't had any sort of paranormal happenings happen to me at least not while i'm conscious it's gonna make a joke and be like it's because i'm here <laughs> I'm just playing, I'm playing. it's not true every it's not every true. every demon is just terrified of you no just not terrified just pissed off <laughs> that's not true at all <laughs> oh man but guys we have we have some pretty cool plans for for this show i promised on our facebook that we would reveal to you I don't know if I promised that we'd reveal it to you, but I said that we would be working on a pretty cool episode here coming up. And I just wanted to kind of give that to you guys. Now we are working on doing an episode about Wolfman's cabin here in Idaho. This was suggested to us by my good friend, Lincoln, who actually has another podcast. Let me, I'm going to pull it up right now and grab that so you guys can go check it out i feel like we shouldn't give too much away though with the with the wolfman's cabin i mean people can look it up but yeah we we won't no i know it's just like there's 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 a couple things that are like spoilers don't look it up folks yeah we'll tell you so don't do that but it's kind of cool with the fact that we have so many things close by like we have that haunted hospital which if you remember back to season one finale ah yes and now we have this it's in um, St. Anthony, right? That's yeah, where that it's was. in St. Anthony. Yeah. And it's kind of freaky how many things are just like around here. And just like if you would just even Google your own state, like haunted cities or myths or abandoned ghost towns or so many random things. And uh, I know we'd like to go to the, what do you call it? The, the, I'm blanking. The Stanley Shining, Hotel. The Stanley Hotel is like the Shining Place. Stanley Hotel. The place that the Overlook Hotel was yep. based off of. And then ghost towns everywhere it's funny my aunt was actually the one who said that we should do that and she wants to like go to that Mm -hmm. so i'm like absolutely we can go do that where it is it's in colorado yeah it's in colorado i was like i'm blanking um so the the podcast is hosted by my good friend lincoln oliphant and his friend austin weaver and they are co-hosting the dreamcast a podcast where we discuss dreams what they mean and everything in between guess who came up with that by the way you me <laughs> i came up with their tagline and i'm very proud of that um but he is actually the one who had the idea for doing an episode about wolfman's cabin and so i said absolutely we would love to have you on as a guest when mm-hmm. we go and do that it would be another location episode so stay tuned for that folks also uh we are working on starting up season four here pretty soon and we want to kick that off by doing an episode about the house that the conjuring was based off of i'm so down for this i Um, already knew this but like i'm so excited for this. it's a super famous haunting i would say it's almost to the same notoriety as the amityville yeah exactly the amityville haunting so stay tuned for that as well we're super excited but uh yeah noah do you have anything to add 
Well, I think just like a side note with the fact that COVID is ending and we're in the same place again and school is ending in a few weeks. I'm thinking like road trips, nothing crazy, but I think it'd be cool if we had like road trips and things to places. I mean, Utah, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Nevada, all these places within like 10 to 15 hours. I mean, it'd be like a two, three day trip, but Mm -hmm. we haven't talked too much about it, but I think that'd be sick. We got a seven week time span when there's just nothing that much happening except for work and different things. And of course we would just have to get work off. Yes. But for like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like it's not too, in my opinion, too unrealistic, but yeah, no, that's my little thing. And then you have to ask me the question, Jack. No, what is your Noah's nugget of knowledge? Yeah, we're back folks. That's sorry. I've been so excited for this. I've had so many friends ask me when it comes back. (laughs) Folks. We've all seen Ratatouille. We've all seen famous chefs, and they've got those big white hats. They're actually called toques. Um, if you didn't know, toques have 100 pleats. And that is because there are, <laughs> it represents the 100 ways to cook an egg. And it is very symbolic with chefs, because one of the first tests to becoming like a professional master chef is to be able to cook eggs in almost all of those ways. Which I thought was super interesting. I thought they were just cool looking hats, but nope, my ignorance yet again, folks. They're to hide rats inside. Yeah, because that's the only way you can cook. Anyway, that's your Noah's Nugget of Knowledge for the day, folks. Thanks for coming. Tell a friend. Awesome. Guys, to catch future episodes of Studies in Shadow, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Consider following our Studies in Shadow page on Facebook and please support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash studies in shadow. Remember, we have merch out t-shirts and hoodies that are very very comfortable it's and soft. so fresh looking too, i folks. know if you have a paranormal experience you'd like to submit to studies in shadow email us at sis at bards this has been studies in shadow thank you for listening stay safe and know what you fear <laughs>